right, everybody. We are on air, um, but I'm going to wait until Michelle signs on. I think she's on now. Oh. There she is. Hey. Hello. Uh, I just thought um, it said to avoid echoing, use a headset. Should I? Yeah, it tells me that too. I think it's just because they're trying to get you to like be as professional as possible. <laughs> oh. But we're not professional. But yeah, I mean, at some point, if it's, um, I don't think that affects the recording. I think it's just like a, if you have, um, it just makes it more of like a localized thing. Like if you have an actual mic, Josh was talking about if we did this more often and we wanted it to sound better that we could both get like USB mics. So you could have a mic that a better mic that plugs into your phone and mm -hmm. I, I could have a better mic that plugs into my laptop. So. I, I think uh, we have one here. So, Oh, well then aren't you fancy? Well, there are Steve buys things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean not same. anymore. Same, Josh. Also, <laughs> I, was like, no, I was like, you don't have one. What, like, what the hell? Um, so I guess we should get right into it in case there are people. Oh, look, is that Mark? Is that Mark Towns? Yay! Okay. Um, so I think Mark is listening. It might just be a random person named Mark. No, he says yes. It's Mark Town. Okay. Um, so this. Oh, is I can see it too. You can see it too. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. For those listening, we don't know what we're doing. Um, so this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And this is the second live episode that we are doing. The first one, we didn't really <laughs> tell anyone that it was live. Well, we didn't know what the fuck this was going to sound like. No, not at all. Um, I I thought it sounded great. So. Yeah, I think it turned out way better than we thought it would. We thought we would the whole episode would just sound like we were both in tin cans far yes. away from each other. So I think it's I think it turned out really great considering. And this is kind of what we have to do now. So it's totally fine. I, I have no complaints. I didn't have to go anywhere. Normally yeah. I take like an hour long um, train and bus ride. Um, I still have sweatpants on. I don't have to wear underwear. You know, that's my favorite thing. So <laughs> I'm I mean, good. Yeah. I'm good. We've taken our laziness to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, last time, I think we really, like, we felt, I don't know, we talked a lot about, like, what this crazy COVID-19 shit is doing to us personally, and we got into, like, lots of ranty shit because that's what we do and I think a lot of us have felt like everything is really difficult and stressful and negative and maybe we should have an episode where we try to see the positive side of all of this craziness and do some shout outs and talk about some ways that people are doing good things and like we want to support fellow makers and other businesses. Um, so we're going to try as much as we can to not get real like complainy. <laughs> if possible. Yeah, not, I mean, like realistic. Yes. 
Um, yeah. But I feel like last week, because it was still early on, we were in those like anger stages of grieving. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I should know the order of this because... I have to psychology, <laughs> but I don't remember. Um, but let's just say we're now um, somewhere in the acceptance, which I think is the end, right? Is acceptance, acceptance? the end? Yeah. yeah. We skipped a whole bunch of other ones. We went from anger to acceptance. We're highly evolved people. I think it's um, going to be like... I think the stages of grief with this situation are gonna go are gonna not be in order. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I feel like they're gonna be all over the place it, for different people at different times, and like a lot of it's gonna depend on what people do in the government and what sure. other citizen, like what our fellow citizens do. Um. I've, I've seen a lot of people posting stuff about like day to day, they are going like on an emotional roller coaster. Yes. And I feel like I've felt like that. Like I'll wake up and kind of forget that all of this shit is going on. Like I'll wake up and be like, what do I have to do today? And then I'm like, Oh my God, right. I can't go outside. <laughs> like I, it, I kind of catch myself and don't remember exactly like we'll go for a walk and I'm like life is normal and then I think no it's not normal at all like everything is crazy and I'll or I'll find something in my paperwork that's like stuff for the spring show mm-hmm. and I'll immediately be like oh shit that's not happening like it's not like it's I'm going to work on that later. Like it's not happening and stuff like that kind of hits me harder. And then I get real sad or I get real depressed. And then I'm like, Nope, can't do that. Not productive. So I feel I mean, you a can, lot of it. Yeah. You can do it a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just like trying, I think everybody's trying to do this where like, we're all just like redirecting our focus. Like, yeah, we all we're not going to none of us. I mean, most of us that are super productive people or people that want to get stuff done or like working. Um, we're going to be unable to just do all this bullshit where it's like, take care of yourself and like, take this time to read a book and like, like, no, we're not doing that. I That's can't read a book right now. Like, I'm not no doing way. a craft project right now. Like, yeah, I'm, no. I have work to do. And if it's different work than I had planned on, that's fine. So I think that a lot of us are having to be like, okay, cool. I've been thrown the most massive curveball of my company's existence. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and like roll with that like I either can roll with it or I can be like company shut down goodbye well I mean (laughs) part of me would love to just do that oh for sure I mean I would love I had that feeling before this happened yeah like I would have that feeling no same four or five times a year before this happened um it's just that I can't go out and get a job right now (laughs) right no yeah nobody can so it's like a very unique situation. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I have vague recollection of putting my business through the recession of 2008. Um, but like, it's hard to compare anything to that because sure. 
my business was in a very different, my business was only four years old at that point. And I was in a very different place in my life. I was in a different place financially. I was in a different place with my business. The world was different. Um, And so like, quote unquote, getting through that is not comparable to getting through this. Like there, it's not the same. Exactly. I didn't have the emotional stress of like, what if my husband gets sick? Mm. like weighing on me all the time while deciding like how to reconfigure my product line. Like I was just like, Oh cool. There's not as much money to go around. Maybe I'll make some different products or maybe I'll bump up my online sales or maybe I'll do more Etsy listings. Like it, it's like completely non-comparable. That to me now seems like the easiest thing in the world getting. Oh, Absolutely. I would, to- I'd be fine with like, you know, pinching pennies and like sure. eating ramen. Yeah. You know, I can't eat ramen. Um, I like, I'll do that. I've been there. I know how to do it. I'm pretty good at it. But this added layer of also being terrified that I'm going to get sick yeah, or get someone else sick is yeah. too much. Yeah, it's a whole it it's a whole extra level that like you start to realize like how important your emotional well-being is to running your business and how important like other things are like it's it's a weird way of like really having somebody like shove your priorities in your face and you're like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> I looking for this. Thank you. But I do have this feeling of like, it, if this gets under control and it gets under control quickly, that's best case scenario. However, I, I really do hope that in a couple, so like say this all goes away in a couple months or it, mm-hmm. it, it like gets better in a couple months, which I kind of, it, my opinion is that that's it's not going to happen that way it's going to be like two years um but I feel like I hope that we all come out on the other side feeling really grateful for like stuff that we were not grateful for before but I kind of think that people will are real spoiled for the most part and we'll just be like well, that was terrible, and now I've forgotten, and my life is back to normal, and I can go on being selfish, and, can, you know, like, people are currently being selfish, so it's hard that all of those levels of things are making my brain, like, filled with shit that doesn't need to be there, and it's hard to sit in your house and, like, not think about all of those things. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue into, um, like the big discussion, which is the, that there is a big difference between being selfish and just trying to survive. And I think it's hard to convey, um, that to your customers. There's just like a lot of weird vibes going on, like regarding whether or not you've completely shut down your business, like no online sales, nothing like you've shut every digital door versus someone who's like still kind of shipping or like I, there's still stores open in 
in the U.S., you know, like, yes. Um, and, uh, if you did close your brick and mortar, you're posting online a lot and it's, it's weird. Like it, it is, it's about survival. Like, I don't think anyone here is being selfish. Maybe there are like those assholes who bought all the Lysol stuff and tried to sell it for tons that's, of money. Yeah, that's selfish. Yes. Like I'm surprised they're still alive to be honest. Like that someone didn't drag them out because that's the most despicable thing I've right. heard of. Yeah. I'm terrible. I'm I'm in, I'm embarrassed to live on the same planet as people who did that, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the rest of us, it we're just just trying to pay bills. That's it. Like no right. one is trying to get rich. Well, you know, except for those guys. But, like, store owners, we were never in this for the money. Like, if we were in this for the money, we would have picked something else to do. Yes. You know? So I think that's the um, conversation, the message that we want to help promote. Um, Yeah. What do you... I'll let you go. We're trying really hard not to talk at the same time because we've been told (laughs) it's not great. We've We've been told that that's bad. Yeah. So we're trying not to overlap each other. We're trying. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think that no matter what you do, like it's, it's a situation where, like you were saying, stores that have, you know, ch- brick and mortars that have closed or have limited hours. And then, um, you know, like almost all of us now, just due to the nature of this, have more time to spend online and and realize that that's kind of our only avenue to connect with our customers we we don't have events anymore we can't we don't have brick and mortar representation we don't have like that's all been minimized so much that everybody is flocking to the internet and then consumers that maybe don't have a business that they're running um that have lost their jobs or are working from home now have way more time to be online and to be on Instagram and to look at Facebook videos and listen to live podcasts and all of these extra things that like, it's, it's like on both sides of the thing, like the supply increased and the demand increased all at the same time for these digital things. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, it feels so intense, like as both a business owner and a customer, like I'm definitely on Instagram more than I, than I was because I like, that's the thing that I have to do now. Um, it's kind of a crutch and like a weird thing that you fall back on to be like, I just want to distract myself. I just want to like not do something or I want to like not busy my brain. I just want to like scroll through pictures So you go on there and then you're like inundated with every single person you follow is like support this person or support me or give me money or give this other person money. And it's, and it's all about this. Nothing is not about this right now. And so that affect, it affects everyone. It affects how businesses are marketing. Some people are like, Ooh, I'm going to take advantage of this. And some people are like, I'm going to go away. I'm going to disappear because I don't want to add to the noise. And I, w- I would love to be the person who could say, I'm out. 
I don't want to add to the noise, but I'm not in a position where I can do that. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, you're not, no one is in a position. We were already, you know, 90% of us in this maker, small business, independent designer community, 90% of us were already, you know, not flush with cash. Like we were already in a position of like, this next show needs to make me this much money and this, I need to make this much in wholesale orders next month. And this is good. What's going to keep me afloat. And I'm going to try to like start paying myself a paycheck or I'm going to increase my paycheck or I really hope to afford health insurance this year. Like that, that's the state of where we were before this. And now this has completely pulled the rug out from under us in a way that like the only thing we can do is be like, Hey, anybody that was already supporting us, we really just hope that even with your own struggles, you can continue to support us. Like we know it's a big ask and we know it's a lot, but we, we will be gone in six months. If you, if you don't like, that's the reality. Like we were already all in jeopardy of not making it through each year as it was like small businesses don't have longevity. Like people that apply to show of hands, I see people come and go. And the ones that withstand the test of time, I'm so proud of because it's like, you don't realize that just staying in business is a huge success. And you know, people are like, oh, you must make tons of money and you're self-employed and you're, you know, financially independent. It's like, no, we're just trying to stay in business normally. Yeah. I mean, even like I start to think like how much it sucks to make something that no one needs, like right. no, one, yeah. no one needs jewelry. Nope. And no then I get jealous. I get also the people who make like useful things that get used up and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but we're in a crisis. Like people aren't buying fancy versions of basic stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody's met with, you know, if they had two people in their house that had salaried jobs and they've both been laid off in the same week, like, sorry, they're going to stop buying $7 a bar soap. Yeah. I'm glad I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's going to be a thing that gets cut. And so it's like now more than ever, we're asking the general population to kind of step up and like choose to still spend money on us. And, you know, that I think that's why a lot of us are basically saying like, look, meet us halfway. We'll give you a discount. We're going to offer you free shipping. Like, we'd love to throw in some extra things, like whatever we can do to like help you help us. Like we're not, we aren't begging and we aren't asking for a handout. And we also aren't asking you to suffer in order to help us. Like we want, we want to meet halfway. We want to support you and what you're doing. And we want you to support us in return, which is kind of what we're asking all the time. But now it's like, at a heightened level that it feels worse. Like before you don't know 
what percentage of your demographic is, you know, makes what amount of money. Like you don't know, you don't, you kind of just generically put it out there like, Hey, buy this new thing I made Buy this $70 necklace. You have $70, right? And you don't like, you don't know, maybe only 20% of your people that follow you would ever buy a $70 necklace. I don't like, who knows? Right. And so it's, but now you're kind of like, I'm pretty sure every single person regardless of what their starting point of money was, is it has less now. Like that right. something has affected them. They have less than they had before. They, they are looking into the future and feeling nervous in a way that they didn't a month ago. And, and then you're like, hey, buy some greeting cards. <laughs> like, sure. But yeah, somehow, I mean, people are doing it. Like people are still, I mean, I, my customers are still showing up for me and still buying things. And that feels really amazing. And I want to make sure like, I don't forget those people later. Like I've been throwing in free shit in orders, like nobody's business. Like, because I'm like, these people are going out of their way to like buy stuff from me. And like two months ago didn't and are like, no, you know what? I want to support her. And I'm like, I'm going to reward you for supporting me. And I'm also going to make you feel like maybe if you bought something from someone else like me, you'd also get rewarded. Yeah. I've yet to come up with something that I can afford to do. Yeah. I know. I have a lot of ideas. Um, I'm going to keep my first Saturday flash sale for April. Yeah. Um, Mostly because we just got our quote for uh, electrical work, and it's a lot. Oh, yeah, for your house. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what, what else can I um, attempt to sell? But um, I don't, like, I was getting, like, kind of a steady flow for a while, and now it's, like, a steady trickle, which I'm, like, could be okay. Yeah. Like, I, I've been hoping for just a steady version of anything. Yeah. Um, but then I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Like, should I have gone all out the second the start, the stuff started happening? Like I saw some shops were like 30% off everything, you know, and yeah. I haven't done that yet because yeah, I this is going to take a long time. I can't wear people out. Yes, by constantly right sale, sale, sale. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to play the long game on this one and see if I can maintain some sort of steadiness. I don't know. Like, there are, people are doing a variety of things. We've seen, like, the full gamut of, yeah. like, super sale and then, you know, just shutting down. Yeah. When they and don't then, have like, to. And then straight up like go fund me's like I'm not gonna give you shit. You should just give me money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, like I I see those and I'm like, how how far away am I from that? You know, I don't know. Right. Like none of us actually know. Yeah. I mean it's it makes me grateful that like I mean I for whatever reason not for Orange Beautiful, but for show of hands, for the last probably three years, 
Um, at some point a couple of years ago, I just started this savings account for specifically for show of hands that was like a contingency plan account mm. that was like, this is money that is just going into the savings account. I am not touching it. I'm not acting. I'm not going to act. I'm just like acting like it's not there. I'm not going to spend it on anything. I'm just going to, it's just going to sit there. I'm just going to, after every show, I'm going to figure out a reasonable amount of money that I can afford to put into that and then move on. And just, it's not there. And then the idea was like, if something ridiculous happens, like obviously I had no idea this would happen. I certainly wasn't thinking about the show ever having to be canceled in its entirety. That didn't really ever cross my mind. Um, I just thought about things like, you know, some, some kind of insurance claim happening or property damage at the venue or something just ridiculous that was out of my, you know, kind of like out of my responsibility. Like I didn't see it coming and like, well, Oh, well shit. At least I have like X thousands of dollars in this account and I can, I'll just, that's what that's there for. Pull that money from that. It won't bankrupt me. That's why that's there. Pay for that. Move on. Um, Cause I never wanted there to be a situation that came up that like made it so that the show had to just go away because of money. And yeah, cause that's what would happen. Like if, if the show, if, if I personally lost $10,000, like the first thing to go would be like, well, guess what guys, we're not doing show of hands anymore. Cause I can't afford to do show of hands anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that I did that. I'm very sad that like, I'm going to probably in the next couple of months have to start pulling from that like contingency plan account that makes me upset and like uncomfortable, but that's what it's there for. Like, if not, I mean, this is the, this is a scenario that I never would have imagined, but like, if there's a time to pull out the contingency fund, this is it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I, I, it scares me. I wish I had more in mine. Um, cause like mine are kind of like where I think the bare minimum should be. And yeah. the second I have to dig into that, it's going to hurt real bad. Absolutely. Um, like it, it's at, it's like a safety net. It's not right. more than that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. But, um, but I'm glad to have it because yeah. the, the alternative could be so much worse. Like if I hadn't, I think most that, people don't like, have that. I mean, then it would be like, cool yeah. stuff got better and like things moved forward and maybe we're back in a place where events can happen in November. But guess what guys, I don't have enough money to make the holiday show happen. Goodbye. Yeah. Like that's what would, that's where we would be at. And like, that would suck. And that would that would all fall on me. Cause like, I'm not an event company. I don't have a staff or a giant insurance policy or a legal team or what, you know, like it's just me. And so I feel like I want to keep that. And it's weird because I actually like it. I care more about that staying up and running than I do about orange beautiful because that affects hundreds of people mm-hmm. and their livelihoods and people depend on that event for to make money and orange beautiful is only me like that's just me and if that goes away nobody's affected by that 
except me. Yeah. And so like, unfortunately I, I prioritize show of hands, but in now in the situation we're in my prioritizing show of hands is probably what's going to save orange beautiful. Well, let's talk about like how show of hands and, um, other events are probably going to be doing a lot of like virtual digital online versions of events. And like, say you are just, you're not a business owner and you're listening to this and you're about to see all these craft shows and stuff that you used to go to try and put together a digital version of that. Like what, like what we want, hear from them about that or like what we want to tell them about it. I don't know. Like, is this something they're going to be able to, um, participate in? Are, or are they just going to, is it just going to be more noise? Like most of it is going to be more noise. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like I obviously have a lot of opinions about like uh, other events and other events, like, I, there was an influx of things happening a few weeks ago, you know, in the last two weeks of events that were supposed to happen in April and then into May that several of them all at once, like right away, were like, we're going to do a virtual event. We're gonna, This is going to be virtual. And in my mind, that like to me, a virtual event was like an, an event, <laughs> like an actual event, mm-hmm. but I would say 90% of events that I've seen announcing that kind of thing and then doing it literally are just like posting a list of their vendors and their websites on a, on a website, on like on a webpage and then no and a virtual event. And I'm like, that's a directory. And <laughs> I already have that. That's literally on my website. 365 days a year. Um, that's not a virtual event. <laughs> like an online directory of your vendors is not an event. And then people were doing a thing where they're like, oh, we're going to do an event. And then they would post like 42 Instagram stories where each one was just like a slide, for, like a post repost from each of their vendors and then like a tag of the vendor. And they were like, that's an event. It's in our, it's in our Instagram stories. And I was like, that's also not an event. That's an Instagram story series of reposts. So what's your idea for an actual online event? Well, so my thought about what a virtual event should be and what I hope show of hands will do. And this is all going to be like so many, like I get why people aren't doing it because it's a lot of work and a lot of money. Um, It also will take having like a bunch of committed vendors that will be willing to do what you're asking them to do, which I don't think a lot of these events have. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically being willing to say like, Hey, we're going to do this and I'm, and we're not going to charge you. Like we're not going to make you pay like a fee to be a part of this. Maybe we'll take a portion of your sales to pay for us running this and promoting it. But like there, it's a questionable thing because it's like starting a brand new show 
where you're asking a bunch of people to do something that no one's ever done before. And you have to hope that they're willing to take on the risk that they won't make any money from it. Right. So my, my thought is to create something that is as closely mimicking the experience of actually going to show of hands at artifact events as humanly possible. So it would be an event that starts at 5 p.m. on Friday, May 1st. That's when show of hands would have started. Mm-hmm. And we would have a preview night that's exclusive. And maybe you have to get tickets for it. And it's a limited number of people. And there are specials. And there are things that are only available that night. There's maybe a promotion. Or there's a live event where like everybody has a drink. And, you know, like trying to figure out ways to like mimic what you would have done if you'd gone to the Friday night preview, because this isn't happening and there isn't a epidemic going on (laughs) and then have the event go through like basically there. I'm hoping to have an online shop where people can buy all the things that we list um, during that weekend So like maybe there's four or five things from 30 or 40 different vendors that are on this one web shop that's show of hands Chicago. So like you don't have to go to 45 different people's online shops and buy and place 45 different orders. You could buy like a necklace from Michelle Starbuck designs. You could buy a bottle of hot sauce from Soothsayer hot sauce. You could buy some cleansing balm from Bonnie. You could buy a mug from Long Dog Dandy. And that's one order that you put in your shopping cart and you check out and you buy it and it comes to you. So like in theory, that's how it would work. It would be you buying all those things at each person's booth at show of hands, having all your shopping bags and walking out the door and you had a great time and you bought these things. Um, And then having some sort of live event video component to that where we're interviewing people and like featuring different vendors, like probably some sort of split screen situation where people can be like, hi, I'm so-and-so from this shop and here's my products and this is what's on the shop and this is what I want to feature and I have a promo code that's this. And as if they were at the show and meeting you and seeing your face and having your display or your sign or whatever and learning what your website was and what your Instagram handle is. And, but they're all, it just all happens to be that everyone's in their pajamas in front of a phone or a laptop in their house and having it really exclusive. And it's like, you have to come to it. You have to like log in during that time. And it has a start time and an end time and it's a special event that you have to like show up for. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I'm bored. And like, maybe I'll go click on that link while I'm passively sitting on my couch in the middle of the week. It's an event that you RSVP would to and you're coming to just like you would get in your car and drive to artifact events and show up and like be there with your friend. And so like trying to make it people also remembering that people like, like the experience of going to an event just as much as they like buying the things they're buying. Like that there's multiple components to it, Uh but it's, but it's a lot of moving parts and it's a lot of 
potential technical difficulties and like weird shit going wrong. And so um, it's a bunch of stuff. Like I've been doing way more research on like live streaming software and apps than I ever thought I would be doing. (laughs) But it, you know, I've been like messing around with my DSLR camera and like trying to figure out if that's a thing that I can do video chat with. And like basically just like watching other people's live videos and split screen things and like conferencing apps and just like trying to figure out like what would work and what wouldn't work. Um, but it, we also have like, we're lucky cause we have like a month to figure all that out. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there are some events that like, you know, had four days before their event was about to happen. And they're like, how can we salvage this? Like, how can we support these vendors that, we're supposed to show up on Saturday and sell stuff to people and now have nowhere to go. Um, but it is, it's going to be really hard to like cut through all that noise of right. it's not, you're not the one event that's doing this one thing one time. Like there are hundreds, if not thousands of events across the country that are all scrambling to have digital content and virtual events um, to get your attention. Um, And the pool of money is way smaller because people are struggling. So it's, it's going to be a hard fight to like get people to show up and get people to actually follow through and spend money. Um, And I think a lot of people are really hoping that they can rely on the existing loyalty and the existing support of customers that they already have. Yeah. I mean, I think what you, what you've described is so different from anything that anyone else is going to attempt right now that it could, it could really take off like in terms of like getting press, you know, like you're, your goal is to make an experience that's as close as possible to an actual event instead of what you've seen. I mean, the people who have had virtual events so far did not have time to brainstorm like this um, and pull something like this off, but you do. And you have the opportunity to be um, like a leader in this sort of new I don't like virtual craft show, whatever, like uh, to represent us. The weird thing about it too, is that like Josh and I have been talking about it in terms of like, this isn't even really like a, a bandaid situation where it's like, okay, for this one spring show, Mm -hmm. let's figure out this virtual component and then go back to business as usual. We're, you know, I've already been like, thinking if this goes well or we can fine tune it and learn more about how to do it for the next time, like this could be a thing that we just do all the time. Like there's no reason to not do it. Like we could literally have the regular show. We could have the actual full November holiday show in real life at artifact events as planned. And then two weeks later have a virtual event where people from all over the world can be a part of this show that normally they'd have to fly to Chicago to be a part of. Yeah. So like there, there isn't 
a reason really if it goes well and if it becomes a thing that we can like make work um why not broaden our audience and make a component to the show that is online so there's stuff like that where it's like well maybe we can look at this as an opportunity to have grown and like i mean it's even with this podcast like i don't know that you and i would have been like hey let's i mean we talked really randomly about the call-in feature for this and how like we would have never guessed that like we would be in quarantine and that's why we would start using this feature. <laughs> yeah. I actually like several times I thought about trying to use it like on days where I was too busy to right. spend um, the five hours that we spend recording one episode. Yeah. And I thought if I could just set up my phone like on a tripod and work in the studio, that would be great. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's on theme, whatever. Um, yeah. So you know, maybe that's something, I mean, I'm going to have less excuses for that um, in a couple months here when I can walk to your house, but, exactly. um, <laughs> but, but then, we'll do it, then we'll do it where it's you and me and then we have call-in people. Yeah. But don't think I'm still not going to be like, I don't know, Emily, I can't come over. I don't I know if I'm going to laugh at four blocks to your house. <laughs> real, I'm real tired. <laughs> I would have to put pants on. And then in five minutes, you'll be knocking on my door, dragging me out. That's right. Aww. I'll just come over with D. And make D wake me up. That's right. Just b- jump on your bed, bark in your face. Yeah. She would love to do that. Uh. So we have um, we have a couple, um, like, whatever, listener, listener shout outs, I guess we should call them. Yeah. Um, We've got two in particular. Do you want to do one and I'll do the other one? Sure. Um, let's see. Do you want to do, who do you have pulled up? I have both. I just printed them. So I have both. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. I can't read on computers. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, go ahead and do, you pick one and do it and then I'll pull up the other one. Okay. I'm, um, uh, so the first one I have is from Fern and Nettle. Um, and she is having a 25% off sale uh, with the code in this together. And it's just open-ended, like, you know, until, <laughs> until yeah, indefinitely. Um, yeah, she says like for maybe a month or more. Um, and, uh, she's also donating some soaps and lotion bars to nurses in Milwaukee, which is super cool. Um, and I have lots of her soap that's, um, Fern and Nettle. Ooh, she didn't put her website, but I'm sure it's fernandnettle.com. I'm pretty sure fernandnettle.com. Let me, um, I'm, yeah. I will Google it right now. Um, I usually order from her Etsy. Um, yeah, she is an Etsy shop, but yeah, if you just, if you just type in Fern and Nettle and Nettle is N-E-T-T-L-E. Yeah. But yeah, if you Google Fern and Nettle, the first thing that comes up is her Etsy shop. And I mostly use her soap. I might as well just give more shout outs because I really like her charcoal um, oh, oh, yeah, I I have I've that. had charcoal and cedar. I've had charcoal and something else, maybe. No, I'm, I don't know. Jenny's like, stop, stop, stop. He's like, stop you saying oh, no. names. Yeah, 
The charcoal and tea tree I really like in the summer, and I use it on my face, which who knows if you're supposed to do that or not, but I like it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? I, yeah, I really like her soap. She also makes masks and um, like roll-on things and lip stuff. I have a like a body butter lotion from her. Mm. That's really good. I mean, I feel like so soap and lotion right now. It's big. Like people are like, I have washed my hands all the time, and now I need lotion. <laughs> oh yeah, my hands are just holding on. Yeah. Oh, she has a room spray too, which I feel like would be good since we're all cooped up. It can't smell good in anyone's houses right now. No. Room and you spray. probably don't know that it doesn't smell good until yeah. you it smell good, and then you're like, oh, it smelled bad before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Ferna Nettle and 25% off. That's huge. That's awesome. I might yeah. I might use that today. With the code in this together, all one word. Cool. And you know what? I think we'll maybe we'll write up these and like post them. Oh, yeah. Put them in a Instagram post or in on yes. Facebook or both. We'll do it on both. Yeah. Um, I think we have more shout-outs than than we thought because I didn't know that Jenny was on there because oh. I have two. Oh, it's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> um. So I have um La Master Family Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? I had that one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, then there's another one okay. after that. Got it. I know, right? We have so many various like ways of getting in touch with us that like n- neither of us know like who has sent us what messages. Surprise. Um, so the Master Family Kitchen makes spice blends. Um, you've if you've ever come to show of hands, they've been at the last like one bajillion show of hands. Um, and they make different spice blends for cooking and like seasoning. Um, I have all I think they have four different ones now. I have all four of them. Um, I'm going to read her little blurb that she sent so that I don't say shit that's wrong. And then I'll probably uh, go off script a little bit. Um, La Master Family Kitchen offers freshly ground spices. Order now and your spices were ground and packaged on March 20th. FYI. First time orders get free shipping. Use this time of being stuck in the house to work on culinary skills. La Master Family Kitchen will help you feel like a rock star in the kitchen. Um, so it's super true. Like I like don't feel like I'm a very good cook. Like Michelle's a pretty good <laughs> cook and I'm a terrible cook. Um, but I remember the first time La Master Family Kitchen was at Show of Hands and they were doing like a buy all four, you know, like a pack of all four spices. And Josh and I were like, we're just going to get that. Like, we're going to get all of those um, and see what happens. And now we feel like we're like expert <laughs> chefs because we're like, just put some La Master Family Kitchen spices on there. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll act like we're chefs. Um, but yeah, they have a couple different ones. Sometimes I just put them on popcorn. Like, mm. just bring them on popcorn. But most of the time, I'll use them to put, like, do pork chops and, like, coat them with the spices and put the pork chops in the oven, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah. Do you use all of them on pop- Um, popcorn? I think I use, there's one that's called um, Tosa, which is, like, 
taste of Southern Asia? I'm guessing. This is bad that we just like improv <laughs> say stuff about people's products and we don't know what we're talking about. Um, one that's called Tosa. Um, and then there's another one that's like, um, like a, fr- I'm just, I should just look it up instead of being an asshole. Chelsea's like, go look it up. Um, there's two that are like one that's like a backyard blend for grilling. Uh-huh. Um, that I, that I don't use, I don't put that on popcorn cause it's okay. a little, like intense and I don't, it's like a little bit much. And then there's one called rub it right. That's like best on like a steak or like chicken breasts that I also don't put on popcorn. Okay. Um, oh, Mark just said South of France is the, the French one. Um, um, and then, Oh, and then taste of South Asia. So I was right. Tosa is okay. taste of South Asia. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really good. I was and, just curious cause I've been eating a lot of popcorn for meals. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because they, it's just, it's like better than just like having it be salty. Like, and it, I don't know, something about it makes it feel like it's fancy or something. <laughs> so you can just get like plain, just use like plain ass, like on the stove popcorn. That's how you make popcorn. Yeah. And that, yeah, don't do, yeah, just like plain on the stove popcorn and then the spice blend stuff. And it lasts forever. Like it's like they're in these little packs, but like they last forever. Um, Like a little goes a long way. You don't have to, like you won't, it's not like you buy a little pack and then like two meals later it's gone. Uh Um, So yeah, free shipping right now. And then lamasterfamilykitchen.com is their website. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know this other one you have. I don't have it. So, um, Amber favorite. Amber fucking favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've listened to previous episodes, um, we've interviewed Amber before. We've done episodes at Amber's studio before. Um, I always call her Amber fucking favorite because she's the best. Um, I don't know if she wrote anything specifically. I think she was like, just give me a shout out. And I was kind of like, no, I'll do that. Um, Amber's pretty much the best. She's a fellow greeting card person along with me. Um, She, let's see, she's got, I think she probably is doing some sort of something promotion right now. Yeah, I'm looking up her website. Um, But she's another Chicago designer um, that does all letterpress, all her green cards are letterpress. Um, she has a little brick and mortar shop that unfortunately has to be closed right now because of COVID-19. So anything that you can do to like do some online orders with her, um, and get some, you know, get some cards and send some nice messages to people right now would be really great. Um, I'm going to look and see what really good rainy day one here. Wait, it yeah, has, like, several, on it. yeah, she has and several good ones for like that are very appropriate for our current <laughs> situation. Yes. Um, okay, so um, here's her little written up description: hand pulled letterpress greeting cards, stationery, and prints. Online and DM orders get free shipping with the code together. So just the word together. Starting a virtual shop on Instagram of storefront items, um, and then. Yeah, so she she's been doing a lot of um, Instagram stories where she whenever she goes over to the shop to check in 
Um, she'll kind of walk around and show off some of the stuff that's there. And then you can kind of buy off of her Instagram. Because I think on her online shop, it's just her own products. Right, right, right. But then at the brick and mortar, she has a bunch more stuff like notebooks and pens and wrapping paper and all that stuff that's, um, if it's not made by her, it's not necessarily on her online shop. Um, So yeah, a favorite design is her website and her Instagram. Yep. Amber fucking favorite. She should just change her business name to that. (laughs) Or like her legally change her name to that (laughs) i think Uh, i've also been keeping amber busy answering questions about house renovation (laughs) i think i answered 10 times yesterday (laughs) you're like hi i'm at my house i have questions (laughs) what do i send photos yeah yeah um and then um on top of people sending us stuff to shout out i wrote down a couple things just like people doing cool stuff that kind of has just like stuck in my head recently. Um, Minimo Maxima put out those really great graphics Mm -hmm. last week, or maybe it was earlier this week. Time is not real at this point. Um, That were basically like really, really nice ways of how to support makers at this time. So like some of them are ways to spend money and support and some of them are just ways of like tagging or sharing on social media or writing an re- online review. Um, but I posted them, um, I think my last post on Show of Hands account on Instagram is those, are those cards. So there's like 10 of them, 10 slides um, of these graphics that Nina and Peter put together. So um, if you can share those go on there and share those tiles with other people um, and give Minimum Maxima a follow and shop their shop. Their stuff is amazing. Um, but yeah, support, throw some support their way because they're doing a lot to support their community and support all of us, which I think is really great. Um, and I'm always happy to see good graphic design instead of shitty graphic design. <laughs> um and then um, Cellar Door Provisions, who's been in the show a couple times, that makes jams and preserves. Um, they just started doing these care packages that are kind of like, they're kind of like pseudo grab bag boxes where like you're definitely getting preserves in each box, but then there's like a random assortment of other things that are going to be in the box as well that are all from local um, and independent businesses. Um, So I think they're like, I think they're all the same price. I think they're all like $45, but they're like a kind of like a subscription box. You can either buy one um, and just send a one off to somebody or to yourself, or you can do like a subscription where you want like, one for the each month for like the next four months. I think she's doing up to four months. Um, but then you'll get a different selection of things. And each one always includes, I think two jars of jam or preserves in there. And then there'll be like, there's orange beautiful is actually one of the people that's included in that. So there's like an orange might be an orange beautiful card in there. And then there's other um, gifts on that, but uh, cellar door, I think, is it Cellar Door Provisions or Cellar Door Preserves? Cellar Door Preserves. I think it's per- Oh, really? Wait, are we going to argue about it? Cellar. I thought it was Provisions. It's Provisions. 
It's preserves. <laughs> I win. <laughs> oh, he's seller door provisions is something else. Oh, it's something else. Yeah. So That's why we're preserves. thinking of it. Shit. <laughs> well, shout out and- to them too. Um, so cellar door preserves on Instagram. And then also, um, their website is cellar door preserves. Um, but yeah, you can get those, you can order those care packages right now. I think the, the April one has passed. I think the shipping deadline for the April one has passed, but you can order one now to ship in May. Um, and then they keep doing that. I know. Yeah. I feel like those are good. I mean, some of this stuff, I like that some of these ideas that people are kind of being somewhat forced to come up with mm-hmm. will, will actually turn out to be like really great, like serendipitous things mm-hmm. where like they'll keep, they'll be like, Oh, well that actually worked really well. And people really liked that. I'm glad that I kind of had to do that. And now we'll keep like, I'll keep doing that into the future. So like that, yeah. it's kind of a night. It's like, if you can see the silver lining in any of this garbage, like at least there's something, it's nice to concentrate on that kind of thing. Like, oh, there's some fun, like innovative things or like I'm having to learn what Ecamm Live is. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I didn't want to know that, but now I do. Um, oh, and then the last one I wanted to talk about is uh, neighborly, which is a shop here in Chicago. Um, that again, brick and mortar shop that's had to close down temporarily because of the virus. Um, they, unlike a lot of the businesses that I've seen recently that are like, Hey, we have a staff. Here's a GoFundMe pay for our staff. Um, they're actually, they put together these really great neighborly gift boxes, um, where, the the gift boxes are curated from things in their shop and there's different themes. So one of them's like Chicago local products and one of them's like, I don't know, like a self-care one, but they have different themes. And basically the idea is that they're kind of, they're like a mix box grab bag thing where you don't know exactly what's going to be in them. Um, but the money for those is directly going to Neighborly's staff. So to keep them supported and make sure that Neighborly can continue to, you know, pay and support their staff while their store is closed. Um, So their website, I believe, is Neighborly Shop, but I'm going to look that up really quick. Yeah. I'm giving you the right thing. Neighborly Shop, all one word, dot com. Um, And then I think they are also probably Neighborly Shop on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, they're just another neighborly Chicago on Instagram. Um, just another business in Chicago that has been very supportive of show of hands and orange beautiful and, and me and Michelle. (laughs) I want to direct the support back to them. So yeah, Yeah. they're awesome. And their staff is awesome. So, um, if you want to send a cool gift box to yourself or, someone else you can buy a cellar door preserves gift box and one from neighborly and like send them to two of your favorite people that you haven't seen in a while could be a good way to spend your money and like connect with people you haven't seen yeah or like people are still having birthdays and their birthdays are kind of sucking a little oh yeah yeah you know yeah i mean people are still like 
like people are having to like postpone their weddings and shit. Oh, yeah. I know. I think two people now who had to postpone weddings. Yeah. Lizzie, my, my dear friend, Lizzie's wedding planned for, well, Chris, my friends, Kristen and Lizzie are both supposed to be getting married the last weekend of May. Um, and both of them are kind of on, you know, they're like on wait and see mode at this point to try to figure out, like, are we asking people to travel to come to this? Are we, is, are we even going to be allowed to have a wedding? (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I, I can't imagine, like, as much as it broke my heart into a million pieces to cancel show of hands, I, I imagine it must be a similar feeling. Sure. Um, to feel like what happens if you have to postpone that and, you know, not really knowing, like, when do you postpone it for? <laughs> like, mm. what, what do you tell people? What if people have already made arrangements? So, yeah, if you feel like there's people, like, if you're doing well or you're feeling okay, like, think about if there are people in your life that maybe are not doing okay and maybe could use a little pick me up. Like if I got a box of stuff in the mail right now that it would pro I would probably cry is what would happen. I got like a postcard from Chelsea Tams yesterday from, from lettering works. Who's a lovely friend of mine. She just sent me like a random postcard. It was like one of her postcards that just said like, Hey, I hope you're doing well, like during this shitty time. And, like, it literally made me cry. That is, like, the state I'm in. (laughs) Well, Emily, I think that you probably cry more often than the average person. Yeah, I'm a crier. Yeah. And then these... (laughs) You cry less than the average person. Yes. You, like, never cry. And I cry, like, at the drop of a fucking hat. So we average out somewhere in between. Yeah, Josh, like, handed me the postcard, and I could see it in his face that he's like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. (laughs) But I was just like, oh, people are really thoughtful. And then it also, it's double, it's usually double for me, like, things like that, where I'm like, oh, my God, Chelsea's so thoughtful. And then I immediately think, I'm so unthoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not thoughtful at all. Like, I own a greeting card company. Have I sent anybody a card in the last two weeks? Nope. Sure haven't. Well, I'm I'm a piece of shit. You have plenty of time. I do. And I did, when she, I mean, and genuinely, like, when I got that postcard from her and it made me feel, like, really uplifted and just like, okay, deep breath, shit's going to be fine. That was really nice. It made me immediately think, like, I need to send, like, five cards out tomorrow like I can do that it's not hard and like if it makes somebody's day if it makes somebody feel a little bit better that like somebody's thinking about them or if somebody's like really cooped up in their house and feels like oh my god I haven't interacted with any people like unlike you and me who are like alone all the time (laughs) like we're alone in general and like we don't really have like our daily routines haven't been really interrupted all that much. Like, no, just a little we're, bit. We're people that are pretty used to being in our house and being in our own space and not being around other people. And, like, obviously things are different for us. Like, obviously it's stressful to think about going to the post office and going out and doing things and going to the grocery store. But 
like there are people who are used to like going to work every day and interacting with like 40 people that are now stuck in their house going, is this what self-employed people do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I should send those people a card and be like, yeah. cool. you're going to be fine. I do this all the time. Yeah, isolation is great. <laughs> it's, it's not for everyone. I no, like- it's not. One thing I noticed like right right away was all of the like work home workout stuff that is going yeah. around. Yeah. And my first thought when first of all, I stopped going in the gym before the gym was forced to close because I just wasn't comfortable. I'm like, why risk it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't gone for a while, but like once the gym actually closed, I was like, sweet, I don't have to go to the gym anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, am I the only person who's like nice for yeah, I think a gym? lot of people are like really upset about it. Like I think a lot of people are like addicted to going to the gym and are like very stressed out about not being able to go to the gym. I think I mean a lot of it's like routine, like if you're very set into a routine and it get and that gets taken away from you, like yeah. very jarring. And like our our routine, a good amount of our general routines was not altered by this. Yeah. And so, in a way, like if we're having a hard time, like just imagine what it must be like for people who had like very like people who have kids and then that whole routine got thrown into upheaval and like if you have a job that has a set routine like all of that is completely backwards now and that I mean some people are okay with change and shifting things around and other people just are like what do I do (laughs) what's happening (laughs) yeah but yeah I think it's important for everybody to realize that like it's the same glossy Instagram shit that we've talked about before. Like, remember that like everybody, I mean, I think people are being pretty transparent about having a hard time right now. Like we used, we used to talk about, you know, how on Instagram, everyone's like, look how clean my studio is and look how perfect my life is. And like, I'm doing great. And you're like, maybe they're not. And that's, you know, maybe don't worry about that. And maybe some people are struggling just like you are, but it seems like people are pretty open right now with, hi, I'm having a hard time. Uh, you also <laughs> like, yeah. And if I, I did see someone get shamed for being honest about how they feel right now. And so they, they went ahead and like posted that DM being like, Good. this is how I feel. Like I'm not, you know, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Also, if my, if my, un, like, if my struggle makes you uncomfortable, sorry, like that, like too bad. Why are you telling people, why are you DMing someone and making them feel bad for, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I got a bunch of unfollows <laughs> after I posted, um, like some real thoughts, but, um, Good, bye. that's fine. Like if you. Listen, some of us want a balance of positive and negative. Yeah. Some of us just want positive and some of us only want negative. We yeah. no one can no. make everyone happy right now. Yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, like yeah, that's true. Both things are right. Those are all right, you know. And if people if people genuinely like want to use social media or Instagram specifically as like a way to distract themselves. I can understand being like, 
okay, if somebody's going to start talking about how stressed out they are or that they're not doing well, like I'm going to unfollow that because like I, I need to like compartmentalize my own feelings. Uh So like, I guess I can understand that, that you would just be like, I'm going to unfollow this jewelry designer who only posts pictures of jewelry. Yeah. (laughs) Like just don't read people's captions then. You know, when somebody's going to start talking about something serious, just don't read it. Like, just skip it. Just be like, that's a pretty necklace. Next. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm Um, not on Instagram as much, just in general. I'm definitely trying to avoid Facebook at all costs. Because it's just... never on it. Oh, it's such a shit show right now. Um, So I did do one other thing in our Facebook group, which I was kind of hoping would take off, but didn't. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I I thought um, it would be nice um, if everybody could, like, sort of anonymously give, um, like, customers a a message, like, how they're feeling, what they're um, going through right now, because I don't think that we can be as honest as we want to be on our social media. Like, we're definitely crossing a line that we normally don't, but everyone is still holding back. No one has really gone full out this is how much money I have left and I don't think it's enough. You know, no one has said that because we're really not supposed to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. People don't, I mean, and I think people don't want to like the thing we talked about last episode, like no one wants, there's a good amount of people that don't want to seem like they're begging. Yeah. Or they're like fishing for sales or fishing for support. They want it to be genuine. Um, so like, I don't, I did only get one response from it. Um, and this person, um, just said that they would, they want their customers to know that they're using their time to make their business better for their customers, um, and working on the to-do list they never got around to that'll add value for their customer experience. So like, there is that person who is like really being positive with this time. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people like that. Um, yeah. I, I guess I would like to hear um, from more people who just are kind of frozen. Like yeah. I have to put in a full work day today and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have to. It's very hard to push through stuff. It's also hard to like, put yourself in that zone of like having all your work be like kind of theoretical work. Like, yeah. Like when, when you are a business that normally functions under the pretense of like, well, half of what I'm doing or more is either for something that's already been paid for Mm -hmm. or is pretty much guaranteed to be paid for like an order that's come in or a sale that I'm about to have or an event that I'm about to do um, versus like being like, okay, theoretically I'm going to make this or put a bunch of work into a new website or tweaking all these back end things that I haven't had time to before in the hopes that that makes my future business more successful. Like it's, it's hard to switch into that gear when you aren't normally then when that's not how you normally work. 
especially when you're like, I need money. Like Mm -hmm. there's no money coming in. (laughs) So it's, I mean, I I commend people who have a really positive outlook on like, I'm going to take this time to, you know, revamp my business and like make it better. Like that's a very good attitude to have. And I, I'm hoping to embrace that more as the days go by. Like there's, you know, I, I feel like we're still pretty early on in this whole situation. Like, I don't think we're close to the end of it and the people that think we are, uh, that best of luck to you. Um, (laughs) but I kind of think like moving forward, I will, I'm hoping that I'll get, I'll be more in that vein of like, well, this is, this is what it is. And I'm going to try to like change my schedule and really give myself some slack and know that like, yes, I have to put in a full work day, but maybe that looks a lot different than my previous full work day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this will be my first real attempt to get any work done since I started. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I think Steve's going to go to the house and work on the floors, which I'm not helpful with anyway. So maybe we'll both get more work done than, um, we would, together because we've been together like 24 7 yeah um you know which we usually are but it's more than usual um yeah it's also different circumstances yeah stressful circumstances yeah um uh did I have something else I don't know just um I guess if you're if you're listening and you, you know, were um, sent this from a business that um, you support and they're like, hey, listen to this. Like, is there something um, you want to communicate to us? Send us an email at pancaketownpodcast at gmail.com. Is it? That's right. Is it pancaketown at gmail? No, it's pancaketownpodcast. Podcast. I'm like, oh my, you know. I don't ever say it. We've only been doing this for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah you, you usually say it. Yeah, I um, usually say it. Like, we're, we're trying to interact with more than just um, the maker community right now. Um, so, yeah. Like, yeah, and if you're... We, we want to hear from everyone. If you're a maker business owner that, you know, is a longtime listener of this or a new listener and you listen to this and you're like, oh, I would love for customers of mine to hear this, like even just a shout out of this episode, like on your Instagram feed that, you know, and it's and say, you know, this is for customers and business owners alike. We want to talk about kind of the situation that's going on and how we can all support each other. Um, that's great. Like we're, yeah, we'd like to just kind of make sure that everybody, regardless of if you're a business owner or you're a customer that we're all kind of like hearing the same feelings from both sides and like understanding where we're all coming from. Cause the, the only way we're going to succeed through this is if we are figuring it out together instead of being like, how can we figure out how to manipulate our customers? Like that's not how it's going to work. It's going right. to need like understanding them and where they're coming from and, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us um, feel this way. Like if I can maintain some business, I promise my money that I get will go to other local small handmade 
businesses. It always has. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel terrible that I'm not doing more of that now because we're not spending money on anything really. Um, like right now, all of our money is going to fix the electrical nightmares in our house. Like (laughs) actual, like the word live wire comes up a lot in my daily. Yeah. You're trying to make sure that. And it shouldn't. Yeah. You want to make sure your pot doesn't burn down when you turn the lights on. Yeah. So like, we're not doing fancy shit here. This is like, and we just met with the electrician yesterday and like bare minimum is what we're doing. And it costs a lot because this guy was a big fan. I mean, you saw some of the shit of like just somehow attaching a dangling bulb to a hanging board from the ceiling. There are several (laughs) of those and it's a nightmare and that's what happens when you buy a house that some, that the same person has lived in for like a long period of time, a very long time. Yeah. That's what, that's what happens. Yeah. Like one day he discovered this is all you have to do to make a light bulb turn on. And then he just did it everywhere. So, (laughs) um, that's awesome. I mean, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, for you, but it's funny. (laughs) it's funny (laughs) okay so yeah um we're just figuring this shit out right now i i I hope we get better at like being able to be a voice um for other businesses during this weird time yeah you know and if um since we've done this this is number two like if, if anyone is up for potentially being a call-in guest at mm. some point, definitely send us an email or a DM on Instagram. Um, we don't want to like assume that anybody's comfortable doing that. We'd rather somebody kind of volunteer themselves. Um, and we've had, you know, even if it's somebody that's been a guest in the past, that's, you know, kind of comfortable with our weirdness, that's great. But if it's a brand new person, we're also excited to do that. We've got a couple people kind of, on a, on a short list of people that we'd love to interview. So hopefully in the coming weeks, we'll reach out to a few of them and um, get some guests on here so that, you know, we can kind of expand these conversations to more than just the two of us. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. As long as you're comfortable not needing to be edited. Like, yeah. yeah. This, this is live right now. Yeah. So people are listening. And as you can tell by listening to this, we don't care if you curse. No. <laughs> we encourage it. <laughs> I actually feel like I swear less since we started doing this podcast. It's real weird. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe you're getting, um, you're chilling out in your old age. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. You don't feel like you need to curse to make your point. Yeah, like, I, you know, swear when I hurt myself, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But that's about it, or, like, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think this is a good point we can wrap up, and, um, yeah, if, we'll, we'll post that, if you're listening live right now, and you came in in the middle, and you want to listen to the whole episode, this will get posted, um, on our, on the Pancake Town dot podbean.com is that i don't know um it'll get posted on our, it'll get posted on our regular feed as episode 101 on tuesday morning like 
with our normal schedule. Um, and I think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to say, Michelle? Um, no, just like we're still taking requests for shout outs or. Oh, yeah. Like just, yeah. Just keep writing to us. Yeah. Yeah. Send us messages. We are lonely. I mean, I'm not lonely. <laughs> we like messages. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't say to support us on our Patreon. Yay. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're looking at putting together some cool like uh, Patreon, uh, maybe doing like a Google Hangout or like a Zoom Hangout kind of thing um, with our Patreon subscribers. So if you want to be a part of that, you need to be a Patreon subscriber. And then potentially doing some sort of like little gifty something or other, like a little... Yes send out mail physical something um so those are things we're working on uh for april so if you want to be in on that uh now's the time um and if you want to listen to the special bonus things that are on the patreon you have to do five dollars or more um as your subscription and you can do five bucks and then cancel it later we're not gonna hold you to like forever and ever you could do five And then listen to all of them for a month and then cancel it. Okay. Yeah. We don't care. No. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's it for now. And then, yeah, send us messages if you want to chat or you want to submit a shout out. And we will probably be back and doing another one of these next week. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that's the end. I'm saying goodbye to you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>